if you have been with us for the past couple of weeks of Advent, you will recall that as we are preparing for the coming of Christ to Christmas, we have stepped back to acknowledge the great blessing and the great reality that God wants to be with us. It is the great mystery of Christmas that God, who created this world, decided to come and be a part of it because he wants to be with you and I. In the first Sunday of Advent, we saw how Jesus came into the world on that first Christmas and how before he left this world, he made a promise to us that he would be with us always. And we saw that Jesus continues to remain with his people right here in the midst of the church. Last Sunday, we asked, how does this happen? We saw that it happens primarily right here at the Mass, where Jesus comes to us in the Eucharist to be our spiritual nourishment. The same Jesus who was born in a stable 2,000 years ago, halfway around the world, comes once again, day in and day out, in every Catholic church throughout the world, to be with us. He comes to nourish us in the Eucharist and to allow us to participate in that perfect sacrifice of the cross in atonement for our sins. It's both a great reality and a great mystery that the God would want to come and be with us. Those of us who understand this might be a little surprised that only 33% or only one-third of our parishioners come to Mass on Sunday, which is sadly one of the higher percentages in the diocese. And the national average is only 23.4%. That's right. Less than one-fourth of Catholics go to church on Sunday. Friends, there's a disconnect here. We come on Christmas to see the Christ child. We come on Christmas to adore that child in the manger. But then every other week, 75% of Catholics don't come to adore him when he's gathered here on the altar. I think it begs the question then, why do I have to go to Mass every Sunday? Perhaps the simplest and most direct answer is open your Bible and go back to the Old Testament, to the book of Exodus. You remember the story. The Israelites had been let out of slavery in Egypt, and they're wandering in the desert with all this newfound freedom, yet they keep messing up. So what happens? Moses goes up the mountain and comes back with the Ten Commandments, those laws written by God and given to the Israelites so that they could stay free. We all know them. What is the third commandment? Remember to keep holy the Lord's day. It's a direct command from God. I don't know how much more clear it has to be for us. But of course, this commandment begs the question, how do I keep the Lord's day holy? Why can't I just sit at home and talk to God? Why do I really need to show up? Well, if you were with us last week, you saw how at the Last Supper, Jesus took bread, took wine, said the blessing, gave it to his disciples and gave this a command. Do this in memory of me. In the Old Testament, God tells his people that they must make this day holy. And then at the Last Supper, Jesus tells us how to make it holy. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, that should be enough for us. Lord, if this is what you are telling me to do, then I want to do it. This is, after all, how it was for the early church. The early Christians risked their lives to go to church every single Sunday. They heard the command, do this in memory of me, and they snuck into people's homes to celebrate the Mass. They had every excuse not to go to church. After all, going to church might mean they would cut their head off, but they still did it. Why? Because Jesus told them to do it. You can read the history of our church and you see that in eras of persecution, Mass attendance goes up. 
I don't know about this parish, but throughout the whole country, we saw this on September 11th, 2021. I guarantee you, the Sunday after those attacks, this church was packed. Interesting, isn't it? You see, my friends, it's not enough to be Catholic alone. We know the benefit of it. But there is still some kind of disconnect in putting it into practice. Okay, maybe the religious argument isn't working for you. Every year they do studies that show that going to church is actually healthy for you. It's good for your physical, spiritual, and emotional health. There's a study that shows that going to church on Sunday, those who go to church on Sunday have lower blood pressures than those who don't. There's a study that shows that couples who attend church together report higher quality relationships. Look, I just report. The couples admit it. So if you're sitting here today and your spouse isn't coming to church, well, maybe it's in your best interest to push them to come along. This is my least scientific argument of them all, but perhaps it's the most convincing. I don't know anyone out there who would turn on the news at night and say, wow, this world is in a really great place. I don't think I've ever heard someone say, I'm really happy with how we live in this society. My experience is the opposite. Most of us don't want to turn the news on because we don't want to have to face what's going on in the world. Well, in 1970, nearly 55% of Catholics attended Mass every week. Today, in 2021, that has been cut in half to under 25%. I think I'd rather live in the world of 1974 instead of the world of 1921. Perhaps then going to church has an effect on our society. This, after all, shouldn't surprise us. For the God who loves us is the same one who created us and knows that what is best for us. So when he gives us the command to go to Mass every Sunday, he's doing so because ultimately it leads to our freedom. Why do I have to go to Mass? Because Jesus said so. Why do I have to go to Mass? Because every time I come to Mass, I receive that spiritual nourishment that I need in the Eucharist. And you can't get that anywhere else. Why do I have to go to Mass? Because I need to gather with the rest of the community who can encourage, support, and uplift me as I journey on my way to the kingdom of heaven. Friends, we cannot save ourselves. We need Jesus, and we need the community as well. St. Paul reminds us of this. He reminds us that each of us is a part of the body of Christ. Each of us has a function to fulfill, and that extends to us gathered here at the Mass. Maybe it's just my perspective, but I see this at most funerals I celebrate, where I'm the only one making the response. If you've ever attended a funeral of a loved one, this makes sense. Because in our sadness, we aren't really feeling like singing, responding, etc. But that's why you have the rest of the community to uplift you. Now, at this point, you're probably saying, okay, Father, I'm at church. Why do I need to hear this? Well, in just a couple of weeks, we will gather here for Christmas and our church will be packed. And I, for one, am happy that they will be here with us. We're going to come and adore that little child in the manger, the same child who's here on the altar. It would make no sense then that if we want to celebrate the birth of Christ, we wouldn't just do it once a year. No, we'd come to encounter him every Sunday. The challenge for those of us who come is to understand the great mystery of allowing Jesus into our lives, but then realizing that it's meant not just for me, but for everyone else, and to find a way then to encourage others to come. Can you imagine the Christmas story if the shepherds heard the message of Jesus and they just decided to stay out in the field and talk to him afar? Can you imagine the Christmas story if the wise men saw the star and just decided to talk to God from the comfort of their home? Of course not. 
Why? Because when you come to see the Christ child, you have to be moved to a point that you want to share him with others. You and I are privileged to greet the Christ child every Sunday. Who then are we sharing him with? We are called every Sunday to be those shepherds who come to see the Jesus and then to go out and lead others to him. After all, it's for our own good and for the good of the rest of the community.